Uh, hi everyone, welcome to episode 6 of the Get Do podcast. Uh, thank you for coming into 2020 with us and sticking with us. Um, a range of things to discuss today, um, ranging from Lee Deneen's interview to previewing the Derby game, reviewing the season at the halfway point and, and much more besides. Uh, we don't have uh, an intro song from Alex's little boy today. Um, but we are we are working him on uh, on some derogatory Cardiff song as we speak, ready for the next podcast. So um, stick with us, and, and we'll hear that soon, hopefully. Hi then, boys. First up, home form. It's turned around a bit, didn't it? Results have turned around a bit. If yeah. Not necessarily performance. Performance is better. Um, Charlton first half, I think, was excellent. Yeah. Borough game was a bit of a struggle. Barnsley game maybe one of the worst I've seen. Sending off selfless in the yeah. Borough game, didn't it? We got a big chunk of luck in the Borough game. Nothing wrong with that, though. No, we need that. But we said, we, you know, sometimes you need something to go your way, don't you? So, um, you know, we weren't bad in the Borough game, but it was, you know, it weren't yeah. fantastic. I think the, I think perhaps one of the poorest ones recently is, was the Barnsley home. Yeah. This is, um, it was a hard, hard, hard one. It was just a very forgettable match. Like, yeah. Looking at the results, or how bad we have been playing at home, yeah. we haven't lost. Yeah, well, we've seven, so, point, seven points from nine. What I would say about the home form... You know what it suggests, you know, sorry, Al. Suggests we're a bunch of fucking mentality monsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Klopp's men, Klopp. I mean. Yeah, don't, don't play quite as good as them, but uh, what I would say is the run of fixtures we've had at home in the month has probably come at just the right time when you're not playing that well. Middlesbrough, who were at perform, yeah. they only have picked up since. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't want to play them now. No. Ban- Barnes, yeah, right, they form did pick up a little bit, but they're still near the bottom. And Child and were in a real difficult situation. So the fact those three games come at the back end of a really bad home form yeah that's probably helped us massively and we go Wigan at home next we've got the worst away record in the division as well yeah. so yeah. well we beat them away yeah so fingers crossed yeah like I said I, I think the the run of fixtures has come at a good time for us and performance is not fantastic but the Charlton game the first 45 minutes I thought was as good as I've seen us at home very very good very good. And we were unlikely to only be one nil up. The thing the biggest fear was that we shouldn't have been more than one nil up. But you Ayu, Ayu wasn't on the ball no, he, in the first half. Right, the All the other players were, and that's what we need sometimes because Ayu have technically carried us a little bit. Yeah, massively. You know, so for him to have a little dip, which is going to happen, it was nice for the other players it's, to step up a little bit. Yeah. It's fun, funny that, except we haven't played that well in the last few matches, but the teams we've had at home. Let's hope you went. We've picked up a couple of wins. We've got a very winnable game on the 18th against Wigan, and all of a sudden you might be looking at 10 points from 12, and you've almost got results to allow you to play yourself into a bit of form. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, like sometimes it happens the other way round. Where, well, usually it happens the other way round, where you need good performances to come before good results. But for us, it's almost going to. It could almost work out the other way, where some good results can lead to some good uh, performances. Yeah. The thing is now as well is you're talking about Wigan at home. We've got two technically tough games now away. 
Yeah, we have, but... QPR I, battered Cardiff. I know, I, I, I couldn't give a fuck about it. we get off on him. <laughs> I, I don't, <laughs> normally, I don't yeah. normally say this. No, I, I, I never turn around and say I don't care. I know we don't care, but it can affect the morale yeah. of the players I think playing at we'll home yeah. against Wigan. I think we'll make mass changes. That's the trouble. Yeah, but if we get battered for argument's sake now, QPR and Cardiff, yeah, the morale's going to be down then against Wigan. You don't want it to be a battery, and I expect it to be a very different team from QPR than what played Cardiff. I think it'll be a very different team for, from us that played Charlton. And I think I'm hoping he rests Woodman against QPR. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, because, I think Woodman, because he won't come off his line? No, not just because of that. I, I think no. his head is down at the moment. You know, I think you can. I think it's natural that you can think... Um, oh, I'm in the team anyway. Yeah. I'm on loan from a Premier League club. Yeah. You know, they've got two other uh, goalkeepers that I haven't had a sniff, really. Yeah. Who are still quite goodish keepers. But I think Woodman, you know, just needs that rest. Even if we, it's for we, one game in a cup. Yeah, we, Woodman, to me, it looks like a, a keeper where he's, he reminds me a lot of uh, a young Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. He comes out quite animated for games. He seems, yeah, he, does, you know, he, he seems up for it. He's got, he makes that sort of connection with the supporters who love him. Obviously, I mean, we were, all, we were always going to love any goalkeeper that came in yeah. because it was not well, the Mulder. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's a great shot stopper, but come, come in and claiming corners and crosses mm-hmm. uh, and distribution. And, and sort of various other aspects of his play aren't, aren't the best. He no. needs a lot of work, which is understandable. It's fine, you know. He's a, he's a young yeah, goalkeeper on one of the championship club. He's, you know, he's not. He's, he's come here to learn his trade, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, and 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 us, I guess, going off topic slightly. That's a pitfall of having young players in on loan. Is is you're developing, yeah, you're effectively can, developing them for other clubs. If we can drop Surridge, yeah, while it's been on loan, we can drop Woodman while it's been on loan. I, it, like I said, I go back to the fact it's a cup game and I'm not too bothered with what we go with. I think we've had a really busy December period and if he makes 11 changes, I, th- I don't particularly mind, especially with next criticize. game being well, so that, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think um, if our next game after QPR was any other opposition, yeah. I don't think he'd, he would make as many no, changes. No. Um, you, you know, no manager will ever admit there. You know, Car- oh, Cardiff's a bigger game. You know, our biggest game of the season. So I'm making change. They'll never say it. No. But you know, if we were home to Wigan uh, after QPR, then we, I think we'd probably have a stronger team of QPR out. Yeah. Not stronger than Wigan, but stronger no, than I we agree. are than we're going to have. But this is what I'm saying. This is why I brought up Woodman. I know we weren't going to discuss it. You know, it's not on the agenda, maybe. But I just think he just needs a bre- You know, a break, a rest. That's well, the most first team football he's ever played. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, you've got, like I said, you've got two other goalkeepers on your books. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure what the club's position would be on, on either of them, but if, if they've got any plans to sell them or move them on, put, put them in the yeah, you can put them in the shopping though. It's, yeah. you know, it's the right month for it. So. I don't think either of them are going to be on the lowest of wages. And going back to last night, boys, the performance and thought the fans were better, more yeah. tolerant. Yeah. yeah, so next time you hear yeah. so many groans and second half was tough, it was a slog second it half, was, we, yeah, we yeah. went back into the shadow. It, 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 it was a great atmosphere. We had a couple of moments and groans for the atmosphere, but, yeah. but that's understandable because the level that we were the first half, it was nothing like that the second, you know, so I understand that people are going to have a little moan because, well, we nearly give away that fucking 1-0 lead. I know, uh, I know, you know both of you. It could have easily been a draw. I know both of you ones for reading the uh, the program. Did you see Trevor Birch's notes? Mm. I thought quite well timed and a very pleasant yeah. way of saying, look, just stop winning the fucking boys. Like, yeah. 
get behind them. But well, I gotta be honest, us three have never booed anyway. No. But yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, I don't just come to Brecht, haven't I? I think sometimes you've gone there to support the team. Yeah, and I think some people lose sight sometimes personally. I think they lose sight. Do, do, do you know what I think? Do you know what I think? Um, though I was thinking about this yesterday, and you touched on a part of it, uh, Al. Is there's almost there's almost three generations uh, at the pack of the stadium, right? You've got the older generation who a lot, and not all of them, who a lot perhaps have got the attitude of, oh, you know, these are multi-millionaire footballers. They got so much, you know, because they earn X amount of money, they sh- their performances should be perfect. All they pass, it should be at dinner mark and everything. Yeah. Um, then you've got the younger generation then, who, like my brother said, um, you know, have grown up playing FIFA as opposed to being out in the streets playing football at all, some of them. And they, you know, they, they play FIFA, everything comes off in FIFA. Every pass you make, so every shot you goal. expert and it goes to the player. So, you know, and they watch, you know, they, they turn up and they watch your football and they can't understand why the players can't replicate what their uh, digital versions can on, on FIFA or, or Pro Eve. Uh, and then I, I think you perhaps got the middle generation then who've played enough FIFA to know it's fucking you know it's not really that way and played enough football at any level really to know you know the things things don't always come off feel like and uh, and players aren't players aren't robots they're not machines you know you never know what's going on in their life the the young lads we've had two players and I believe it's Selena and Peterson they both give away passes simple passes and we've con- um, conceded two goals. Yesterday, Routledge done the same in the first half. And in the second minute, Norton yeah. could have walked. Yeah. And, you know, okay, luckily he took a yellow card for it. But that's a key um, word, isn't it? Luck. Yeah. Luck. And if he wasn't there, wasn't as could have been a goal. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is, these passes, we don't want to see our week in, week out. You know? Yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily think we, we're not... Seeing Plus players, they just need to realise that a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're seeing um, passes that often that, that are putting us in trouble, so to speak. We went up, I think, again. I think you know, in, we, we've been, we've been punished, but no more than any other team. Are. The problem is, we, we've got this ingrained way of playing, and, I, and you have to respect that the players are trained so hard to play that way that they've been taught if they come through the academy. Or that they're being currently taught if they're new to the club, you know, the Swansea way, the the you know the, the integration between the midfield and the back four and playing football that way. Um, that I think you know the pressure of it sometimes you're going to make a mistake whether it's concentration, whether it's um, you know you're making the pass um, and you've already you're already thinking too far ahead about where you're going to run after you've made the pass. You don't perhaps concentrate on the pass so much. There'd be a million and one reasons why but why those passes don't yesterday. always come He off. is going to have it in the neck today off me, but he <laughs> give away that one nil up, and then he's back healing, missed first pass for you know in the second minute. Couple of flicks here and there didn't go. We won it up. I, I think aside aside from those half, aside from those things, yeah, aside from those things are annoyed. You do. He didn't particularly have a great no. game, mind. But that's uh, good stuff as well. Yeah, he, he's, his first half he was amazing. But Apart from that pass, I thought he was. But I I I have an element of sympathy for him in that he's in and out of the team yeah, so much. It's not you know it's got to be really hard to get your form going. You know what I mean? I just don't get it. Like it's something he doesn't see or. Yeah, he, sp- right. he spends a lot of time down Langland Bay with his missus and kid, if that's any 
helped you. I'll go and ask him. Go and ask him what's going on. I'll go in the Langland Bras, I think, and have a word. Yeah, yeah. He'd be having a sip of a coffee or something in there, he will. Yeah. Hi, Rex. Half, well, just over halfway through the season, though, boys. What's your take so far? When you go first. Um. To, to, to be honest, I, I, I had very low expectations of this season yeah. anyway. Um, it started it started too well almost. Um, and I think you know a lot of people have got carried away with, with how we started. I've said it on the podcast before and I stand by it that I don't I, I never thought Borgia was gonna kick on and, and get twenty odd goals for us. I just he's just not he's just not good enough. Um, and, and then we've quickly found ourselves uh, trying to scrape results here and there. Uh, you know, our home form dipped from, correct me if I'm wrong, the Stoke game onwards. That sort of yeah. started that period. Yeah, first loss, um, and to, to me, it, it, it's all it's all a symptom of having not only a small squad in terms of numbers. But a squad that's lacking in in experience um, and in areas quality. Um, so to be six in the league at the halfway stage is brilliant. I uh, I don't recall where we were under Porter this time last season, um, but I don't imagine it being much better if 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 better at all than than sixth place. So you know. Mid-table. And and arguably you could say that that Port that had all right the, the performances were better the style of football was better but there was clearly something missing then as well because like you just said we we were mid table so I I, I think Cooper uh, deserves a lot of praise he gets called on his mistakes a lot um, you know, there's a there's a lot said about his substitutions and and certain uh, team selections he makes, but I I think I think again you have to treat Potter very much in a way that you would treat the player any player in the squad that is playing Potter. his first year. Sorry, um, Cooper, that is playing his first year in professional football. Yeah. He is a young manager in his well. in his first job. Doing well to be made in his first day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Making mistakes, as anyone should be. I mean, bloody Jose Mourinho, you know, regarded by some as the, as the best coach, the best manager out there. His Tottenham team is stinking a place out again. You know, because and arguably you can say he's making mistakes. He's not getting the best out of the players he's got. So, pound for pound, is Cooper doing a better job than, than Mourinho? Where's his staff for to help him? What do you mean? Because, to me, I don't think they really helping him. And if they are helping him, he's going against them. He's six in the what league. What do you mean? Six in the league, Clark. No, no, everyone's everyone's playing. Do you, do you, do you think without your staff help, he'd be, he'd be, you know, we'd be sitting six in the league? Okay, so I, what, I what, what do you so mean? Like Declan John. Yeah. Yeah, like we talked about yesterday. And Bidwell on the bench. Everyone raves about yeah. Declan John, right? For me, why put both of them a... Declan John can play with yeah, Declan. Yeah, so can Peterson. Yeah, think think of Declan John. So I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if it was his his last appearance, but he came yeah. on a sub as a left winger. Yeah. So yeah, so that's 
How well That's has Peterson? Part, I've right? seen Peterson have a bad game yet. But then, but then there's is no there reason. No. Right? No, I agree with you there. But I also haven't seen him train on a Monday to Friday yeah. for the entire season. I haven't seen his attitude. I haven't seen his attitude. I haven't seen all the other things that come into contention when you're selecting a squad. So I, I, I have to then trust those who do. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something's gone on. Yeah, yeah. no, no, well, but quite possibly, yeah. Why has it gone on? Quite possibly. Steve Cooper might be looking at him and thinking, right, OK, he comes on, he makes an impact, uh, but only against certain types. Do I trust uh, him for 90 certain minutes? Certain types of opponents. Do I trust him for yeah? Do I trust him for 90 minutes? Is he, as we alluded to from his debut against Hull, is he trying too hard to impress? I, I know it's a, it, you've got to cast your mind back a bit now. He came on against yeah. Hull, and he was trying too hard. Yeah. Uh, and he was al- and he was always tripping over himself to try and beat the man and get across. And you know what I mean? Whilst he was showing flashes of brilliance, okay, he wasn't quite Horn. ready. Yeah. Um, played him, not fully fit. We had Ben Wilmot played very well. Why can't he trust I, 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 the youngsters and the back? But then we keep a clean sheet and win the game. We kept, yeah, yeah. I understand the frustration because because it, it does look like it's it's Joe Roden all on. over now, again. You know? news t- today now that Van der Horn now probably going to be out for X amount of weeks. You know, Roden was... was Roden it, we all saw, we all saw Roden get injured in the in the Stoke game. Uh, yeah, um, we yeah. Saw, yeah, sorry, yeah. got his injury in the Stoke game. Well, played a full ninety. Back. That was the most bizarre thing. Did he, he played yeah, full, full ninety, 90 against 90. Brentford, hobbling round like he was sporting the fattest blister anyone's ever had. Yeah. Um, Why didn't he learn from that and didn't play Van der Hoek? And, and, and that was him out uh, yesterday. Uh, I, I don't I don't blame Cooper as such because Cooper, any manager, is going to seek the advice of, from the physios and the medical team uh, at the and club. The, and the player. I'll and the player. Exactly. That's what and the player. Say. I will stick up for him to the extent that. He said Van der Horn's a professional, he's well, you know, he's experienced, he knows if he's fit or not. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, did he actually say to Van der Horn, look, we don't want another road in here. You know, you get injured now, you're going to be out for numerous weeks, months even. You know? Yeah. Did he put that across to him, you know? So are, are you get... suggesting then that, that as an inexperienced coach, and you might be right, you might might be buying the money, as he lacks... Um, the confidence just to make the hard maybe decision of, of, yeah, of no, you're not playing. Yeah. Like if I was your manager now and you're like, can't I'm fine, I'm fine. And I'm like, I've got that little bit of doubt. Yeah. As he lacked the confidence, he clack, I'm playing him it, whether you think you're yeah. fine or not. I think he lacks that, yeah. Do you, do you think that's yeah. what's perhaps happened? I like him, I'll say that. We can't say you're wrong, right? Because no. we don't know. Yeah, it's we don't speculation, know. isn't it? But, but it's nice to chat about it, isn't it? It is, yeah. I am... We'd be talking about Alex's car and all working otherwise, wouldn't we? So, fuses are. <laughs> My takes on the seasons are a little bit strange, and I didn't think at this point I'd have this opinion. Points wise, we're probably six to seven points better ahead of where I thought we'd be. Okay. Um, so, for that, obviously, you've kind of got to be happy with the points we've amassed. The fact we're challenging the playoffs, I wouldn't have thought at this stage of the season we would be anywhere near the playoffs. Okay. Um, but. I think the style of football is the the toughest thing so far this year. I'd have almost, I, you know, not to try and sound negative because I'm not a negative fan, but I'd have almost been happier being a couple of points worse off. I know that sounds daft, but we'd be playing better football. Better football yeah. um, but that being said, you know, we spoke about Potter, we spoke about Cooper's challenges. I also think Cooper was on a 
not an impossible job, but we all thought Graham Potter had an impossible job, and turns out some of the youngsters and some of the talent we had there was far yeah. better. You know, McBurney's first proper season with us, Dan James coming through, um, amongst others, and uh, you know, Cooper's coming to replace a manager that everyone fell in love with, who everyone believed was taking the club back the right direction. Yeah. yeah. He's lost his two best players, one just before the first ball of the season's kicked. Yeah. So the performance hasn't been great, but the points we picked up, and the thing I wouldn't have said at the start of the year is how resolute we'd be defensively. So we've only... Yeah, agreed. Only five teams have conceded less goals than us this season. Yeah. And that includes the fact we took a thump in a West Brom. Yeah. But at the other end of the pitch, only five teams have scored less. Yeah. Which so, is in the contrast to how we started yeah, the season. And the fact that we've relied heavily on not conceding set pieces and scoring from set pieces, we're at the top end to both of those That's incredible. Stats, which is unbelievable. For years, we have been a soft touch from a, set plays. And a soft, yeah. soft touch defensively altogether. Yeah. And we've really tightened up. Now, to put into even more context how well he's done, I think we're over-organised. Yeah. I think sometimes we're too rigid and too structured. But we are well-drilled. So, this year... Two centre-halves, Van der Horn and Rodon. We've missed Van der Horn for games. Yeah. We've missed Rodon now for two and a half months. Yeah, I think Rodon's we, been a massive miss. Yeah, he has been a massive because miss. Because he, he has um, a, a lot more, uh, yeah, but a lot more urgency yeah. in his play, I find, mm. but than we missed, But we've missed Van der Horn, we've missed Rodon. We've had to bring through, like, Cabango's had to play more game time than we'd anticipated. Wilmot's had to play more game time than anticipated. But yet still, other than the West Brom game, we're still not shipping many goals. And... Like I said, I think it's a bit of a strange take that I'm not necessarily happy with the football that we played, but the areas you'd want us to fix on the Potter is our away form and how resolute we are and to stop conceding from set pieces. And he sort of fixed all those three problems whilst working on what he's got. So we hope it can improve the other end of the pitch. Yeah. I am going to praise all the players up, because you know, for especially being where we are, because if I was any other team in our league... Uh, manager in that league of any other team, it's so predictable, Swansea. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I, know, I think we're all the two centre halves in the box. Grimes drops deep. He gets the ball, plays it out there, and then they go up together. You, I tell you every what, every I, single game. I think we lack ability up there as well. I, I tell I tell what used to happen. Um, you used to see it during prime, we call it Swansea ball, you know, the Swansea way at its sort of peak under Loudrup, um, you know, under Brendan Rodgers. When teams first started to figure us out and they would follow that centre midfielder in and press him as he's trying to get it off the goalkeeper, what you'd often get then, you'd have the goalkeeper would have the ability to just chip it over yeah, Grimes as it would be now into the pocket where the, the other yeah. centre midfielder yeah. would have dropped in free and taken it instead. Um, and we've already, you know, we already touched upon that Woodman might not have the quality to be able to do that, or the confidence. A few times, right? or the freedom. I'm not saying this a lack. Of, I think also think we lack ability in the top third of the pitch. You know, I, I don't think it's you know, it's a secret. We we haven't got the players that we once did. We, you know, McBurnie was was superb and essential to our play. He give us everything he wanted. He was our, complete yeah. strike at this level. He was our whole striker. attacking yeah. game would have revolved around McBurney. Well, McBurney, if and he Dan was still at the pace. club. You know, you know last, I mean? last year, the amount of times where we'd struggle to break a team down, but all of a sudden, you know, we, a, a, we a, cheat, cheat effectively, and go, Joe, you've got Dan James's pace, let him have a run, 20, 30 yard run, it's not going to stop it, yeah. you're going to take yourself further up the pitch. But No, McBurney's a massive loss to us, assuming that if he'd have stayed with Swansea, he wouldn't have got sidetracked with drink driving and... and 
porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Can't blame them all. So, well, no, we've all done it. Him. Well, you have. Myself, my brother, I've been so lucky, but there we go. Yeah. 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 All got our tickets. All got our tickets. All got our coaches. Yeah. Found out yours. All got no. our stab vests. Come Very coach. Come out today, apparently. Today? I am checking mine. You won't get a signal, you're a clack. So, um. So, yeah, Alex is the only one of us who have been to this fixture in the away end. Mm -hmm. uh, give myself and Clark a little insight into to what we can expect. Long day. Yeah. Very long day. Tiring morning. Boring two hours in services. Yeah. Shut I'll take a book because I'll have to listen to him talk shit otherwise. Shuttle into the stadium, sometimes not long before kickoff, sometimes talk about sometimes, your brother, after, sometimes after kickoff. Um bit of atmosphere will be good. Tend to sit near the family end. Um so the atmosphere, a atmosphere from them is normally kids. Yeah. Um which is good for pedophiles though. I'm say good day for pedophiles. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Um, but, it's, <laughs> but the game is tense. Like it is at home, it, but I just find it more tense away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. I, I Just by the sheer nature of being away, you're going as the underdog, yeah. end, aren't you? Um, Scare, always scared to lose. It is, yeah. I'm just glad. I don't yeah. I know it sounds daft, but always you want to win. And, you know, when we won there and MNA scored, it was phenomenal. But you're just glad and relieved when you get out there with a point. Yeah. So, I, I don't really yeah. different. It'd be great. To make history and be the first one to do yeah. the double and to say we were there for both of them would be uh, would be brilliant, wouldn't it? But Wait, I fear these games anyway. We've done the double mind last night over Charlton. Not quite the same. No, I know. I fear these games regardless of our form and regardless of their <laughs> form. But I feel like I'm even more sceptical now because of how they got off these QPR. <laughs> and you know there yeah. needs to be a backlash. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like us against Brentford. If there's a perfect game to raise a game after a battering, we struggle against Brentford and the Cardiff game came at a perfect time. Yeah. It was a great game to get out of our system and forget about it. No, yeah, we're almost in a we, reverse position. Yeah, yeah, I see what um, But they were awful against Brentford, and if they can <laughs> reproduce that, especially if they can play Eden Flint for the full 90. Yeah. Hopefully um, getting scoop yards, is it? Yeah. They were. They were awful. Yeah. Shocking. Abysmal. Yeah. Um, who have they got in the cup? Does anyone know? Yeah, they're home. Yeah. To. Oh, I saw it earlier. Bastard. Can't remember. Right, anyway, well. But yeah, I obviously weren't interested now. I was like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm more interested in it now that we're playing them after the, the mm -hmm. FA Cup uh, games. But um, yeah, I'd be interested to see how they respond in the cup game. That's 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 the only thing that I would think. Thankfully, who have Cardiff got in the cup? Cardiff City will be playing Carlisle United tomorrow at 3:01 p.m. 
January window's open, Sam Surridge is gone, everyone automatically assumes we're signing Rian Brewster because Cooper's working him before, but like I've said to a few people, um, Leeds have lost Eddie and Ketia yeah, because Arsenal recalled him, he made only two starts and 17 substitute appearances. Um, people are willing Rian Brewster in and you've got to laugh because 
No one's no one's seen him play. Him. Nobody has seen him play. Um, he his stock is high because he's at a club like Liverpool, and he was in the matchday squad for the Champions League final. But beyond that, all we know is that is that Cooper clearly likes him, having worked with him. Um, but it'd be interesting to see if Leeds decide to replace Eddie and Kett, yeah? perhaps with a move for Rian Brewster themselves. Now the things Rian Brewster would have to weigh up, or perhaps Liverpool would have to weigh up on his behalf, is how much game time is he going to get at Leeds, given that Bamford is playing regularly and firing? And does he weigh up the risk of sitting on the bench and watching Bamford do his thing all season, like Eddie and Kett has had to do, against the fact that Bamford has a history of picking up knocks, niggles and injuries? Or does he look at Swansea and go, I can play there every week. I can go there, do something, make a difference uh, and get a lot of first team appearances under my belt. Um, should should he? I, I, I think we're, we're in a better position to, to sign him. We can offer him more than what Leeds offer him. Despite the fact that they're going for automatic promotion, I think in terms of playing time, we can offer him perhaps more than what Leeds will. Should he decide to be a prick and go to Leeds? Eddie Kett, he has a good plan B. Because, like I said, he's made two championship starts. He scored two goals in, in his only League Cup appearance. And he's made 17 substitute appearances. I know they're only substitute appearances, but he's got experience in the division. We'll be coming up against defenders and teams that he's already familiar with. And I think when you play against a team, especially in your first year, perhaps as a pro and you're getting games, when you're playing against a centre-half or a team and they've got the better of you, you, you take something from that. The best players certainly should. You know, the ones who are willing to learn. You learn something from that game. You learn something from coming up against a centre-half who's, who's kicked you from pillar to post. And you, you're looking to play against them again. To, try, to take a different approach. I you know think I mean? we can forget about Ketio. Going by the odds on the bookies. I know we talked about it before to me a few bookies days back. Lazy, but they have a lot of people working for them. You know, one to eight on. Like, I, well, know, I, 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 I remember what? David Villa was a done fucking deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't ever pay attention yeah. to the Bucky's. No, but David Villa compared to Brewster is what, a slightly uh, different player. Different, like. different what? Player. So, you, as in, Eddie Kett, yeah, is. Brewster. Brewster is a favourite. Favourite's the same as Yeah. And I saw uh, I mean, a tweet not, on someone's phone yesterday. I don't think we will because he's similar players. His sister you can't say was at the Liberty, apparently. Was she? Mm. Who's she shagging? I don't know, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Man, I seen yeah. someone, I seen someone on Twitter today claiming that Rian Brewster was in Swansea and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on Rian Brewster's Instagram story. He was at Anfield last night mm. on the bench. You weren't in Swansea. No, no. You know what I mean? Unless he's whizzed down quickly after the game, but I can't see it. <laughs> no, There's no rush think. to get him Quite signed. Is he half fast then up top? Especially this weekend, because he, he, they're unlikely to want him signed. Quickly, so you probably can't play in the FA Cup anyway. So there's no. Anyway, let's talk about our players then. That we actually got. The the rumor was that he wouldn't join until after this week's FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. But who 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 can really trust you? Everything you see is on Twitter, and you know, anyone can make a private shit. They want the fact. Are you Baston? Are they going or what? Baston. um, Hopefully, we'll go. I hopefully. Well. Look, it was great when he yeah. was when he was firing the goals at the start of the season. You what know? if we let him go? The August sunshine was fucking out. We were all rocking up the games in t-shirts and having a great time and flipping people off at QPR with McBurney. They were good times. All glad to be back. But he's not he's not produced it since. I'd rather him than no one though. 
Yeah, but I don't think we're gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna go forward with no one. I I, I we're gonna use a loan. We got to use a loan market. Hopefully, they, if if they are sensible, which I'm hoping they are, they let Baston go and we get someone else in. Not just let yeah. Baston go and then yeah, just I, keep I, it I, where I, they are. I, I think they know they can't. If can Baston goes right, in terms of the squad, not necessarily the starting lineup. You you have to replace Baston with a striker, and we also have to replace Samsa Ridge with yeah. a striker. So we could potentially see two strikers coming in. It's mm. unlikely because they're similar. They, I, I think they're similar type of players. You're not going to get Brewster and Anketi in. No. Because not only are they similar players, they're also in similar situations. Yeah, exactly. They're at big Premier League clubs looking to play first two games. Yeah, they I can't think both we're be playing. more likely to see something like we did in 2011 where we had um, Barini come in, who was obviously you know, yeah. cut above, so to speak, and then the likes of Thomas Priskin. Mm. Yeah. Where yeah. yeah, I wish Brunei would come back. As Chef Chefki Kuki retired, he went, he went to the management job at the start of the year. Did he? So. Did he did, 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 I don't think you Cooper beat them to it. F A B I O, we got Fabio. I am. Um, I, I I won't be. I don't think it would be a too much of a loss, even in our current weak state of top with Baston goes. Played it better last night, but I, I just don't think he offers us enough. Yeah, and the wages he's on, he don't. Um, his wages is two or three loans. Easily. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, you know, you, you put it that way, and um, I don't have much money we recoup. Yeah, the penalty, what about the wave, though? Baston's wave. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people. It was uh, technically it? good. Yeah. It was technically good. Uh, no was, Mexican over there. No, no. It was it was lacking in uh, sort of any kind of wrist movement, wrist movement so, and finesse. Mm. You know, it, it needed a continental flavour to impress I, me. Yeah. I feel like missed this because I saw on Twitter that people are saying that. Yeah, it, to be fair, I, I missed it as well. Oh, I saw the it. Only, the only wave that I saw was when he frantically waved to the bench to say, "Don't make our ass up." No, I saw that and wave. Uh, Three waves actually. You give to the bench. There. Yeah. Do you know what my biggest fear was, boys? I know I shouldn't say this when a player got injured, but when you got injured, my biggest fear was, fuck, you'll be still able to move. <laughs> like, as it, oh, as it, well, as in move clubs. Well, at the end of the day, uh, yeah. You know, I hope he hasn't injured himself out of a, yeah, a move. Yeah, because, like I said, I don't... Um, and, I, and I'm gutted, because when McBurney went and he took the number nine shirt, and he... he opened the season well. Yeah, he opened the season well. I, I really wanted him to kick on. I really wanted him to... Um, yeah, really wanted him to 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 be able to last the season and, and in double figures if possible, but it's just not. It's just not Nothing's right. been mentioned about IU yet, really. Well, is I was going to say more importantly is IU. Yeah, Clarky, you have an idea because you said if we are going to lose IU, you want to make sure it's on the thirteenth of January or later after the carnival. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you had uh, you had a theory about how we could stop. Are you moving? Yeah, I, said, I said we can sort of steal his passport, uh, chain him to Wine Street, whatever. You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, well, then, the and then I was thinking, literally within a split second, mind, and I didn't, you know. Um, but D Disclaimer, I'm not speaking from experience. <laughs> I said, what I'll do is I'll put in a rape allegation so that he's not allowed his passport. <laughs> okay. Where that came from, I have yeah. no idea. That's a great idea. Doesn't necessarily stop him moving to a Premier League club. No, I don't. Because he's still in the country. So, so can we think of a more serious allegation that might see him, you know, and, and mm. perhaps plant some evidence as well to help us along the way? <laughs> oh. oh, God. I am. Um, it, it, it kind of goes against my sort of half season review, but uh, we said AU may be worth sort of four to six places, maybe worth between six to ten points season. He's probably already been. Worth six to ten points a season. Yeah. So as well as we've done, you you could see our season peaking away without them. But with a bit of luck, 
and I won't be too much move on that front and we'll keep it until the summer but I think it depends on our ambitions after the season. I think we said this last time that you know if we do want to really mount a top six challenge then do keep them and keep them until the summer yeah. but we might not have a say in that. Um, we want, the owners will, will yeah. want them gone. They, they, the club stands to lose so much money now. The budget's going to get slashed yeah. and slashed and slashed uh, and anything that can be done to offset that is going to be done. Um, there'll be a lot of faith a lot of pressure on, on any young lad that comes in on loan mm. to us uh, to replace Baston and Ayu. Um, but that, that's very much where we are as a club, we're putting no faith in youth, putting mm. a lot of faith in youth. I, I think, we, you know, we, we touched on it last night in the Charlton game, back in the summer, I think everyone in the social of the club, fans, everyone like wanted Ayu to go. And yeah. you probably, if you were a rival club, you were probably looking at the signing and quite sceptical. Um, I don't like you said I've done a great season at Fenerbahce at a poor last half of the season when he got relegated yeah. now almost he's he's played so well and his attitude has been so good yeah. that we now desperately don't want him to leave yeah. but what he's probably done is now alerted all the clubs go do you know what yeah like I, I said it before there were probably a lot of clubs that were like you know the, the, yeah we like him but we're not quite prepared to pay that for him or we're not prepared to pay him that much a week and have now watched him play himself into form uh, and thought, yeah, actually, he's going to add a lot to us. Um, you know, it's, it's, perhaps, it's perhaps gone from, from being where his only option would have been like a, a Boney-esque move to yeah. Qatar or, you know, somewhere. You may have viable options. Like France. Now, now having right. viable options, perhaps in Europe mm. um, and even the lower, lower ends mm. of the Premier League. Yeah. Um, because what he brings you, if you're a, if you're a team in the lower end of the Premier League, you're looking at a player that not brings not only brings you attacking quality, but fighting spirit yeah. and work grit, which yeah. is uh, you know the things mm. you need to get out. A bang on attitude at the moment. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, in, I know it means to be seen. I used Southampton. Apparently, yeah, we're linked Southampton. Um, Crystal Palace rocking up with his brother again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's turned into Pele, and he's yeah, all of a sudden. But yeah, he dwell at either of those clubs, wouldn't he? Um, but where does it leave us going forward? Literally short, um, short of quality. Another one that's been linked is Casey Palmer. So someone we were apparently interested in in a yeah. permanent start the season. Didn't he go to uh, Bristol City? Went to of Bristol us. City instead yeah. of us. But he's had a falling out with Lee Johnson. Now he's linked with a couple of Premiership moves as well. Um, but they, yeah. but they'd very much be. Go in there to make up numbers and not an SCB yeah, starting or, or whatever. It'd be, or it'd be like in Norwich um, cities of the world, yeah. uh, going to take him back down to the championship anyway. But yeah. um, so that's, you know, uh, we'll, you, we'll you see. Know, you, you look at the predicament we are in. I'm not sure how many loans we can have for us with because. You, you look at where yeah. we are at a club, and I, and I, and I, I do wonder, right, if, you, if you're a Premier League club, right, let me ask you this now. If you're um, a director of football, say, right? And you've got a young sort of protege in your squad that isn't, you're not quite ready to risk him in the first team in the Premier League. Um, and you want to send him out on loan to a championship club. Or even a lower end Premier League club. Um, you know, what you look for in a club that's willing to take him, right, is it's probably far more than just, oh yeah, we'll give him X amount of games. Yeah. And when you look at Swansea in the predicament we're in, and you've got a real good player. But you're not quite sure where he is mentally. There's no better club than to send him to ours, because as we've already said, we have no choice than to throw our young players in at the deep end, because all we really have is young players. Um, and 
you know, that young player is going to be thrown in the deep end, exposed to first team football, at a club whose fan base are demanding because they've had recent yeah. success, in a club that's catchment area is, is perhaps, you know, bigger than a lot of others. So, you know, what a club to send that player on to loan, loan with, to not only develop him technically, because we play good football sometimes. <laughs> um, we try. You know, but, you know, really fucking see, see what he's got upstairs. Do you know what I mean? You, really you, see what he's got. You spoke about needing to check youngsters in. So last night, one of the biggest criticisms um, we faced was that Charlton have got a lot of academy graduates. They've got, you know, they've got injury rather side. Yeah. So the stat last night from the game, but Charlton's average age last night was 25.8 years. Yeah. We were 26.1, which was basically our first team. Yeah. Um, so we forget sometimes that how early on in, our, in their careers some of our players still are. Yeah. Oh, very early. Um, very you know, early. you look at the likes of who's been chucked in this year in the deep end. Wilmot, I know he's on loan, but still yeah, a 20-year-old yeah. lad. Cabango's been chucked in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Ben Cabango, you know, yeah, yeah. Jan yeah. Dander's been in and out. Young, young lad, Obviously. superb last night as well. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think if there's somewhere you're going to send people out on loan, what I would say is all the loans we've been linked with. There's two fears for me. One, I'm not sure what the regulations on how many loans you can have and how many you can play at. I think it's. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's four in a matchday squad. Yeah. Beyond that, in terms of how many you can actually get in, I'm not too sure. But and the other thing is, what happens at the end of the season? <laughs> That that's the other so, thing we do have to recruit, you know, somehow. I think I think we'll probably on a later podcast speak about how many people we've got to do the contract. But we've got people to the contract, loans going back, and certainly Barker and A won't be there past the summer if they're there past January. The, yeah, so they would, yeah, you, you could be losing, you could be looking at losing ten to twelve players yeah. on that current first team squad. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Selena's had a bit of an interesting season. Now, there's part of me that really feels for Selena because of the quality of the players he's lost that were around him. Yes. Um, yeah. He hasn't played in his best position much as well. Yeah, but that being said, I don't think he's played very well either. Um, I don't think his attitude is always spot on on the pitch. I don't know what it's like outside of the pitch. No, but I, I, I dug him out, didn't I? I dug yeah. him out a couple, perhaps, podcasts ago about... Being a bit of a sucker, being a bit precious mm. when he was uh, substituted. Um, yeah, which he's been substituted a lot. You know, is he is he fragile mentally? You know, because he had a good season last year. He's come from a club like Man City. Does he does he perhaps think he's mm. uh, a little bit? Uh, he's a recognised international. Um, yeah, bigger and better than he is. I mean, yes, you know, it's great. You're a recognised international. Of course, you are not many. You know, squad other than the Welsh lads. Um, but you play for Kosovo, a newly formed nation. Do you know what I mean? So his tweet, uh, his Instagram story last night was just a black background with the words, you can never be liked by everyone. Where do you reckon it's a dig? It's a dig somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe his father-in-law thinks he's a prick. Yeah. But, you know, we've all been there. Um, <laughs> maybe it's nothing to do with football. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, maybe it's nothing to do with football whatsoever. Mm. It's quite likely to be about football. Yeah. It's quite and likely if it to is, be about Steve Cooper. Yeah, I was going to say just um, Which is a problem if, for what, him if it is. Yeah, what I would say is if it is about Steve Cooper and, it, and if it is in reference to him 
uh, not starting the game yesterday or perhaps being um, <coughs> pulled off a lot <laughs> uh, that's not going to do many favours not things like that you know what I mean um, and I, I, he comes across as quite uh, a reactive person you know be it his Instagram story be it um, you know a little little bit of petulance when he's substituted he, he seems quite emotional and quite reactive which is something perhaps you, you see a lot of players that they, they grow out of that as they get older uh, and they move on in their careers and a lot of players just carry with them it's, it's, it's just ingrained in them um, so he does I think in, in some respects give Steve Cooper a bit of a headache because even though Steve Cooper perhaps hasn't seen the best of him um, and has there. dropped him and has substituted him if you, I think you have to ask Steve Cooper to tell you hand on heart does he want Selena and his squad going forward he's going to tell you yeah. yes because he's if, a good player if, if there's one person you want to get the best out of in that team because he's someone who not only would be influential, but someone who's stay at the club as well. He's, he's, he's one not of, someone who's imminent, imminent yeah. venture. I mean, you know, it's great having a U playing so fantastically. He's but, one of very few players that, at his best, has that little sprinkling stardust. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and even when he doesn't play well, it does, does still normally look most likely to. Yeah, yeah, create. exactly. Um, but I think when he's played in the ten, he hasn't played well enough, which is his best position. And then gives him a problem last night. The Yandanda. Has probably had the best performance of any of our number tens this year. Yeah, Yandanda's performance yesterday was uh, was a massive um, for me anyway, a massive unexpected bonus. Yes, absolutely. On the light. When he started the game yesterday, um, I, I thought, right, is this a token gesture? Is this more? Is this less about starting Yandanda and more about dropping Selena? Yeah. But as it turned out, whether it was that way or not, uh, you know, he played really well. He's a man the match for me. And for me, he has to start against... He deserves the opportunity to start yeah. against Cardiff, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and then in the game where I would find it unlikely that we'd put Selena out wide, because we're going to have to really work. We're going to have to keep our shape. We're going to have to work hard. And I think it's too much for luxury if we're playing Dander and Selena. So I don't expect... Yeah, yeah I don't think... No, you won't. Starting, I don't, so, yeah, I agree which, fully. Which is, again, which, you know, how will Selena... I don't react think, to not yeah, playing the biggest game. Don't think. You know, like, I don't think you can play both. You really can't. Um, so, um, but we'd have to see what the. But yeah, we'll, we'll what see happens. what happens with him. Danine's done an interview um, with Wales Online, I believe. Yeah. It was um, negatively received overall, shall we say, I think, by, by most Swans fans that, that we follow on Twitter, um, that blame him and Hugh Jenkins for the decline in the club's fortune since the sale to uh, Levine and Kaplan. I've, I've said... Um, you know, going going back to when we got relegated and, and we were clearly asset stripping because we were asset stripping yeah, before we needed to. You know, before we got relegated and need to make up a thirty million windfall shortfall or whatever, we were asset stripping before that. Um, I I, I don't think Lee Deneen, uh Hugh Jenkins, or anyone else involved in the sale would have foreseen um, 
the type of people they were selling it to. There's no because there's no way of doing so. You know, I'm, I I don't doubt that these businessmen would have had a successful portfolio and an impressive portfolio of owning sports teams and franchises. Yeah, that's the first. Oh thing. yeah, absolutely. You know, that sales pitch in no way would have gone. You know. Yeah, you know, we'll buy your club, and what we'll do is we'll sell your best players. We'll try and get by on on you know mediocre placements, um, and we'll just see what happens. And if we do go down, then we'll just continue to asset strip anyway. The meeting wouldn't have gone that way. That would not have been a sales pitch. Um, and as for selling their um, their shares in the club and making a profit. I don't understand why they get so much stick. If anyone deserved to profit from the sale of a football club, it, it was those guys. You know, look at where they took us. Look, look at what... I mean, they had no experience, zero experience of running a football club. They bought it so and it didn't go. They bought it so, so, it, didn't it, so it didn't die. And all of a sudden they bought it and they thought, shit, we've we got to do something with it now. We've got to move it forward. Um, and they yeah. moved it forward... They moved a football club forward far better than most experienced football owners have ever been able yeah. to do with any club. It was a meteoric rise, which came from their hard hard work, but it came from them working uh, within, the best interest. within the best interest of the club and with the club in their heart. So I didn't begrudge them selling their shares of the club. Um, I, I think when you read Liedenin's interview, he, he suggests that both himself and Hugh Jenkins were perhaps promised more of an involvement than they were eventually yeah. allowed to yeah, have. Absolutely. That's one that's one um, important thing. He speaks, thing. doesn't he, about the fact Perlman comes in and he assumed yeah. they were bringing in someone American yeah. would do a different role to what Perlman was brought in to do, which effectively yeah. diluted his exactly. role uh, uh, yeah. in the club. He found a lot of the things that he would take care of uh, in his role as vice chairman of the club were now being taken care of by someone else and probably done in a very different way yeah. to what he would have liked to have done himself or would have done himself. Um, Perlman didn't last. No. No, very long. He quit shortly after speaking to us, uh, yeah. as it goes. But, yeah, um, two days. <laughs> speaking to Clarkie. Yeah, but um, I, I know a lot of people that have more knowledge than I do about the supporters' trust and, and their lack of involvement, their lack of yeah. um, even awareness, perhaps, over the sale. You know, they, they feel they were excluded um, from it. Is yeah. that, is yeah, that right? yeah, exactly. I can understand their frustrations and I can understand they, they need to want answers and, and that's and the brilliant. Fact they're there to protect the club. Exactly. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. That I would never challenge that because um because yeah, like you said, they they more than anyone have the best interest of the club at heart. Um but the message I guess I'm trying to say to say to people and what I'm trying to get across to fans is even if they did have sort of uh, perhaps a knowledge of of what the American owners were going to be like, uh, even if they did sell their souls slightly or you know take a risk on the club's future, that that shouldn't define their helm no. at the club. What should define their helm at the club is our new stadium, uh, our promotion, our playing in Europe, our winning of our first major trophy in our yeah. history. Uh, the wonderful players that came and went, the entertaining football we've seen, um, of which we may never see again. You know that uh, for me, there was far more of that than there was the asset strip yeah. in the sale of the club. That that just that just came at the very end 
Uh, and I think I often think that they, they, they both judge too harshly yeah. in my eyes. Um, I pretty much echo everything you've just said. I think as a business, football clubs get held in higher esteem than your standard business um, because you're so emotionally involved in a football team than your yeah, run-of-the-mill yeah. business yeah. on the high street. So yeah. Pre-max, Pre-Mac shoppers aren't that emotionally invested in If it's in sold, Pre-Mac. then they start doing something different with Pre-Mac. Exactly. Um, I think Not more, that I want to more, compare us to Pre-Mac, because no. I think we're more Zara. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah. But um, I, I think what's really difficult is that we had a club that was so well-run, um, and that was you know we were so proud of, and I think... We were held up of a good, of a yeah. of an example of what we, can be done with, we, with yeah. sensible ownership and, and, and smart decision. We making. appear to be one of the best, if not the best, run club in the land. Yeah. Um, but I think we blame the sale of the club for relegation. Where realistically, you know, we, we, you're living on a lifespan in the Premiership when you're punching above your weight, when you won the lowest attendances, when yeah. You, know, you don't live in a particularly attractive area for people. People want to go and live in London, so you yeah. join your palaces and your your X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's, what what it's you're saying di- is, regardless of the sale of the club, relegation might very well have come yeah, when it come I, anyway. I, I, I th- you know, I always say that that night in Valencia for me is when we peaked, and that was well before the sale of the club. And ever since, yeah. it was slightly downhill, selling of yeah. selling with for Borne with no real replacement, etc. Yeah. Th- these things happened before because there's running costs involved in the club. Now we all. Yeah. We all play football manager, Did, we all sell some for 20 million, and that means we've got yeah. 20 million in the bank. Dini Din makes reference, yeah. doesn't he, to, to the sale of uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson yeah. to uh, Tottenham, I think yeah. it was, wasn't it? Um, and the owners holding out for more. Yeah, they have done Holding sale, out for yeah. more, um, to the point where they soaked him so late in the window they couldn't replace Not, him because anyone they tried to, to buy anyway, in that short period yeah. of time, um, you know, be it a day or so before the window, I don't really remember. Every every club that Swansea approached for a player knew that Swansea had money in the bank. Yeah, so absolutely. You'd have I, to overpay for a player then. So was I, it really I, worth holding out for that more money on six? I just think we were already in a period where we were finding it more difficult, more difficult, um, very difficult to bring in people to replicate the form and ability yeah. of what we'd lost on a smaller budget. Like I said, you know, we always assume that if you sell something for forty million, it means you've got forty million to spend. Yeah. When realistically, there's agent fees involved in that. There's money going to other clubs normally involved in that. Whatever it may be, yeah. you don't take in 40 million and got that 40 million to spend. And you're looking to reproduce things. We did make poor sign-ins. The recruitment structure of the club, yeah. structure of the club was poor um, over the last few years of their ownership. But I still think we were on a decline anyway. And whether it would have come when it did, earlier or later, I don't think the sale of the club is the reason for yeah, our relegation. Right. Um, and I think he alludes to, I don't know if he alludes in the interview, but he alludes on Twitter... Um, but he had a bit of a barney with some fans on Twitter and you know, his, his point is valid. Whether the Americans are there or whether it was the old owners there, relegation of the championship was going to have to be a reset button because we're no longer on Premier League yeah. finances. Uh, my biggest <coughs> fear with the asset stripping, sorry to interrupt, but my biggest oh. fear with the asset stripping is, is how far does it go? Because at the moment, every time you think, right, the running of the club now and the Americans can't get much worse, yeah, it doesn't it does. seem to go forward. So... At some point, you've got to hit the bottom of the curve and start coming back yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't know where the bottom of the curve is under the Americans. Yeah, yeah. And and you you made a good point about transfers. Um, you know, when buying a player, the, the the money is the money that goes into buying a player doesn't go in one direction. It's not it's not the perfect piss where you hit the target and don't get anything on the seat. 
Do you know what I mean? It's the kind of piss where you've got a poop over your urethra and it's spraying off all in a, <laughs> different directions. There's money going here, there's money going there. Do you know what I mean? And invariably someone's happy yeah. and happy and got to clean it up yeah. after you. So, um, we did, we made some bad decisions in the transfer market. The Sigurds, the Borny one yeah. uh, was a good example because he was so late in the window, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. Um, as was Sigurdsson and... And we panic bought. And we did, we panicked. Yeah, that was under the new ownership, yeah, the, the panic yeah, buying stuff. Yeah, we did, we panicked. But we bought what we knew, um, which is Borny, and ironically, AU. Um, yeah. And, and regardless of how well he's doing now, you're still looking at Andre, who's on a four year contract on big wages, who didn't save us from relegation in the six months he was there. They went to Fenerbahce. It's weird, isn't it? When he goes now, when you look back at Andre, AU. Um, when you look back at his career at Swansea, he had two spells at the club, but it, 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 it sort of feels like three. It is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because of the break with Because of the Fenerbahce loan. Um, and you, and you, you've got a good spell, a horrendously bad spell. Where he wasn't the only one who was... Where he wasn't the yeah. only one. Now, I'll, I'll go back to that. Yeah. Followed by another good spell. Um, the, the the middle spell, where the, you know we got relegated, we panicked bought him, and bought him back. Should, I, and I might add, for the same money we sold him, yeah, with, with add-ons, yeah. and I would imagine it probably got there. Um, I don't think he was ever going to keep us up because I don't. Oh. I don't think he. Perhaps he didn't realise, or perhaps the owners underestimated how how bad a side we were putting on yeah. you back into. Yeah. He was never Absolutely. going to be enough to keep us up. Absolutely. I mean, we the, were creating the, chances. The first season he joined. And it obviously made his debut at Chelsea and he played well and scored a you know, very clever goal. Yeah. That side was a better side. Oh, much better side. Substantially better side than the one he rejoined. Because the, the side it lacked in creativity, just lacked everything going forward. The last few years that became worse and worse. Regardless of the defence, going forward we yeah. diminished yeah. significantly. And I watched IU the year we went down and, I, and I, I, at times I felt really bad for him because yeah. he was hailed as the Messiah, you know, the returning... Returning we all can believe we'd pull it yeah, off on was, deadline day. Yeah, uh, it was going to keep us up. You know, he hadn't he hadn't set the world to like the West Ham, but I was very surprised they sold him back yeah. to us because I thought he, he would. Yeah. Had he not rejoined us and stayed at West Ham, I, I think he'd had a good good career at West Ham. But I watched him at some point and I thought he doesn't really know what his role in the team is. He's running around everywhere yeah. trying to show effort, which you know. Well, unless it's goals, third or fourth and, manager of the season. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, an, an effort's great, but unless there's goals at the end of it mm. from attacking player, it only gets you so far in the eyes of fans. And um, I, um, I think just going back to you know, I touched on on the point that we started on, which was the signal of the club. I think it's really difficult to emotionally remove yourself from the fact the club's just not what it was in terms of how it's run. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at a legacy, you've got a team that was struggling its relegation to the conference, a team that's now probably quite comfortably, hopefully for you years know, to I, come. I, seen, I can't remember yeah. whose tweet it was, perhaps it was Gute Hloelland, um, where he remarked on, and apologies if I was incorrect and it wasn't his tweet, but I'll credit, with, credit him with it anyway, where he remarked on the fact that we're six in the league. Yeah. Um, Great uh, training. You, you, know, you know everyone's doing yeah. this uh, tenure yeah. challenge, yeah. start of the century to now and all that, and... Um, you know, even going back in 2010, we were in the championship. Yeah. Um, not there's not a lot of clubs that can say they are in the same place at the end of the century as they were at the start, and that's not necessarily a bad yeah. thing. 
because you can't always continuously yeah. go forward. But on top of that, you look at the difference in the club now. Training facilities, yeah, academy set up, yeah. Yeah, there's the, the club is now. Whoever tweaked as, as long as all the assets don't go, yeah, the club now has a foundation that ten years ago didn't have, yeah. And certainly going back to two thousand two, the, the initial purchase of the club by Jenkins, Deneen and Co. Yeah. The difference of the club now with stadium, training facilities, youth structure, football side has been implemented since Martinez was there. And these are all, you know, these are drastic. If you would have said in 2002 this is where we'd be 17 years on the line, yeah. you'd buy. Well, so well whoever tweeted it, tweeted, um, they tweeted a picture, uh, just, just for people to get a bit of perspective, I guess. Um, it, it might have failed with some people who perhaps don't even know, perhaps weren't even about some supporters, but he tweeted a picture of, he used a picture from the um, Tony Petty uh, yeah. protests. Yeah. Um, you know, just to highlight that, that yeah, it's bad now, yeah. but it's nowhere near as bad yeah. as it has been for us. So. You know, we've all seen, we saw all seen the documentary, and I was young, Tony Petty, I was watching during the Tony Petty era, but you know, I was eight or nine, yeah. so I can't really, couldn't really appreciate yeah. what was going on. And um, there was another on the sale of the club aspect. There was a tweet, so I had a little bit of not argy bargy, but a bit of a disagreement with fans about negativity in the stadium, etc., etc. Yeah. And and someone tweeted me back, and I felt made a really relevant point, um, which was that uh, I think we're probably all heightened emotions over the club at the moment because of the sale of the club and how we feel against yeah. the run of the club. Yeah. And the probably easiest place to take our frustrations out on. <laughs> Is the players on the pitch? Yeah. Whereas, if there's anyone who's not culpable for the state of the club, it's, it's those players yeah, exactly. and the manager. But they're your easy target when you're frustrated with how things well, are the club they're are going. The face of the club. Yeah, exactly. They're the people, of, they're the people in and the I club that, that you see every week. So point worth bearing in mind. Yeah, that, is, probably, that is a really good point. It's not, it's not one you made. It's, it's one someone else. Somebody made. else tweeted me about the heightened emotion and. Yeah, it is. It's a great yeah. point actually. I know this girl, she used to dance She used to live in my mind and play in my heart I used to know this girl, she used to move She used to tell me a lie and then show me the proof Well she don't dance no more She don't dance no more No she don't dance no more she don't dance no more. So I don't need one. So, hopes for the rest of the season. So I have two. So in terms of league okay. position, I'd love it. I was saying like Cam Keegan. Yeah. I'd love, love it, it if we beat Love it. I'd love it if we still fight them something towards the end of the season. Now, whether we finish uh, yeah. in the playoffs or not, it just a bit of end of season excitement yeah. always, you know, always helps. Um, what my, my biggest hope is, is that we start playing better football. Now, whether or not that means our season does dwindle away slightly or not, I'd like to see our style of play evolve and to give us a bit more hope going into next season where hopefully we can build, hopefully not lose too many people over January and summer um, and for me I think that's probably more important than necessarily the results that we get yeah um, I'd like to start to play development Cooper just knowing that you know hopefully set the fans at ease that long term we've got someone who can be there we thought but part of it and the other one's quite simple love three points against Cardiff <laughs> 
Well, well that that goes without saying, so I'm yeah. not going to replicate that one in any way. Um, aside from the things you've said already, I, I'd really like to see, just because of where we are financially as a club, I would like to see, and I know it's a bit greedy because we've had plenty of it already, I would like to see one or two more emerge from the under-23s before the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Even if they just get a little taste of it, um, to really whet the appetite for these young lads going into next season. Um, I'd really like to see the emergence of some, some local talent again. Um, that, that's, been about, that's been the only silver lining um, from the last two or three seasons. Yeah. It has been the emergence of the 23s that, that, I, that I watch as a 23 side a lot. Um, I don't watch them anymore. But you do, you know, you do keep, keep abreast of the, the results and stuff. So I would like to see one or two come through. Um, mm. Just just to add competition to the first team squad, which you will do at a club like ours, because no senior player in our squad is going to rest in the laurels when a, an under-23 player come in, because most of them will come from that yeah, group anyway. Absolutely. Um, and if not, they've already had their positions fought for dislodged by under-23 talent already as well. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so they know um, we're brave enough to give them... Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'd really like to see... Um, and you know what? I know it's 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 a bit fucking doughy-eyed, but I really nothing warms me more than a young local lad making his debut. You know, you see his mum and dad beaming with pride online, tweeting pictures of him making his debut, and his you know the boys having his shirt framed and all. That's what dreams are made. So of, every, time right? you you know I mean? every time you see Kerry Rodan on, every time you see Kerry Rodan, Joe Rodan's our dad. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> every time you see, yeah. you know, and Benka Bango's dad's quite, yeah, Benka Bango's dad, he's quite vocal on Twitter, and yeah. you almost feel, you know, I'm at the age, you feel I'm at the age now, right? Kind of, you know, now I've got a child myself, I've got a boy myself. I almost feel proud. Yeah, for, you, you do. For you them, feel a bit of pride. I, I, for I, I feel like a father figure as a father. So yeah, that that would be one of my wishes for, for the season was for a couple of young lads to um to come in make a debut. I was there for um for Dan James's debut. Yeah. Where he came on and scored, and I was brilliant because I'd, I'd watched him a lot that year for the under 23s. Um, apparently, he was due to make his debut. I think it was Newcastle for the first team. Mm. Um, I think it was the season before, and uh, the drip forgot his passport and was excluded from the squad. And uh, I think like Adnan Maric or something went up instead. Mm. Um, not that Dan James would be much bothered about that anymore, no. but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's great, and it? it's great seeing local lads and lads coming through the under twenty threes make it because it is such a hard thing. I think it's the hardest thing to do in football. I think any, anyone who's had any sort of long career in football, and you ask them what was the most stressful and hard time, they'd say making it yeah. to the first team of my first club. Yeah. You know, making that breakthrough because it's you know it's going to go one of two ways. You can you can end up with all the riches and and the great career and the and the amazing moments and the status, or you can quite as e just as easily, perhaps even more easily, end up with with none of it. So yeah. it's great seeing young lads make a debut. Last month we done our best team of the decade. We forgot yeah. our manager. 
Um, we was we was gonna do our um, worst team of the decade last week, uh, mm-hmm. last month, but we fucking waffled on for over yeah. an hour, I think. So worst team of the decade. Yeah. So we've got in goals, Christopher Northfeld. Yeah. Uh, no one's disagreeing, are they? Surely. I don't think so. You can pick many keepers that. That didn't yeah. play games. We we said we have seen some on Twitter. Yeah. And all that. How, how can Marais, you can't put there. them in the no, worst team. Agree. He didn't play. Which is why didn't we didn't go for him. Play. Right back, Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff. Just because he had the audacity to, to I say play, and I use quotation marks there because he's by all accounts shit. Um, so maybe call him Agent Jazz. Mm. Yeah, just because he went to Cardiff late in his career. And reluctantly, Daniel Yatala. Very reluctantly. Uh, reluctantly or on not. On his debut, I remember that. Yeah, reluctantly or not. Puts you on the list. Puts you on the list. Captain of the side at left back. Tabanu. Tabanu. Do you know what? I spoke to um, my, my mate. I won't name him, but my mate to play for the 23s. Um, Tabanu played for the 23s with them. In, I think it was the first season that the under-23s rented into the LDV Vans yeah. trophy uh, or whatever it's called now, checker trade trophy or whatever. And he said he's absolutely, by a million miles, the worst player he's ever mm. ever been at a club. I remember saying it and we thought, oh great, we've got a left back. Frank attacking left back. Absolutely. Shit. Another one, um, because of the scum issue, is Stephen Colker. Did I tell you by the time me and Clark you saw him in the multi story car park in Cardiff? You have, but. Cardiff International Arena. We were just, I don't know if you'd had a few drinks, but we were, um, he'd, he'd obviously parked his car there, or he had his car parked there, and they'd played early in the day and lost, and uh, we put him on Ash, he just said, uh, you know, give him a bit of jip, uh, see you chose the wrong club in South Wales, and all that, and he just wasn't in the mood for banter, particularly from Swansea fans. And from there, like I would have respected him more if he laughed and, and just said, you know, you know, how are you lads, whatever, you know, go easy, whatever. And he didn't, he just had a face like thunder and I, just, I had his card marked from that point and I just thought, yeah, in a couple of years time when I'm doing a podcast, boy, you're going to my fucking worst one team of the decade. But he's devastated. <laughs> I bet he is devastated. Next centre half, and I've seen this one including some people's best 11s. No is, way. Yeah, honestly. No, I cannot have that. Chico. Chico Flores. Fuck, a character. Um, but make no bones about it. Our David Luiz. Full yeah. of fight, full of heart, no positional sense. Turns up in a Ferrari. Whatsoever. You know, driving around in a Lamborghini, Ferrari or whatever the fuck you had. Big time. But, oh, massively big time. Um, but but just the antics and the whole circus around him, uh, the whole diving and theatrics. I just, think I think at a time not the character I wanted representing my. Class I think at a time where our, where our reputation was so good because of what we done on the pitch and off the pitch, he was like he was yeah he, he was, was the, the one he was, yeah he was the antibody to it. So for me that's why he was in my worst eleven I think as well as yours. Um, Sam Clipgas. Do we just say yeah. anymore? <laughs> yeah, and and do you know what. I know he's universally disliked among Swans fans. It's a little ash, but it's a, it, I, not. It's not a little ash. I feel. I feel a degree of sympathy for him because he, not his fault. He, we spent so much money on him. And he's shit. We spent a lot of money on him. It didn't work out. You know, he was he was with us at a time where nobody played well, um, and he had the cheek to come back and score past us and milk it in his celebration. Of course, he was good. He, Good on him, anyone would. Um, so don't hold it against him too much. Only joking, the ginger prick is in my fucking worst 11 ever. Josh McCracken? 
Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's in there. Um, on the wings, we've got. No, going go back to Josh McEachran. He... <coughs> he, he was just having a joint Dif- on loan. We heard such good things about because um, he came to the Chelsea yeah, academy at a Rogers. time where Chelsea fans were begging for someone to actually, yep. you know, um, come through to the first team and make it because it'd been a while since John Terry had done yeah, so. He seemed to have the best chance. Yeah, and it, 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 it didn't work out for him. He, he was on loan at Middlesbrough at, at, at one point and, and had a similar sort of uh, lack non-impact. of success. <laughs> yeah, non-impact. Um, last seen by my memory at Brentford where, he's, where he went beyond then. I don't really remember. Oh, so. um, Roland Lamar? Yeah, well, Lamar... I have to say, I was 50-50 about it. <laughs> Any old school R&B fans or Fame Academy watchers will, will be appreciative of that joke. I would say 99.9% of any sad fucker listening to this won't I have no clue what's going on. I'll let him Google Lamar 50-50 and, and see what comes up. Marsing, right wing? That'll be the one that causes controversy, mm. I think, because... I, I, we struggled to not think a, bad a really player. bad right winger. Yeah, and, and perhaps we're missing someone, but I, I, I think maybe there's someone that's glaringly obvious that we're just not getting. Um, like like Mo Barrow, some people would yeah. say, right? But Mo Barrow was alright, he weren't too bad. Um, he went on, did alright with Redding as well. I've always said Mo Barrow, he was difficult, he looked difficult to play against because he purely didn't know what he was going to do himself. Yeah, yeah. And. You know, if there's anything that's unpredictable, it's a player who hasn't got a clue what they're doing. So Narsing is in there through little fault of his own. Narsing's in a there. situation. Yeah, Narsing is in there because of his farcical situation surrounding his contract and lack of game time as a result. Yeah. 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 Um, up top, we had real difficulty up top. Oh, we had so um, many choices up we top. We have signed some absolute tripe. But you know what's ironic, top. though, is the one season where we've had our worst roster of strikers was the year we went up. Yeah. And you ask any yeah. club in the Premier League to fondly look back at their promotion season. And the I strikers they, are firing. Yeah, the strikers are firing. But we had Barini. And beat deep and well. Barini, at the end, was the one... We, we got. It's like we got yeah. it right just at the end. So well, we've seen earlier about Brewster and stuff. Yeah. We're in a kind of similar position we were in Rodgers. Yeah, we, we got... We got uh, we're Sheffield. not as good as we came in. Uh, Craig Beattie was okay, but not really. A, yeah. We had not really a Brendan player. No, I know. Um, Leroy Lita came the following season. Yeah, first didn't year really of sort of Do anything. Well, the two we've gone for are two strikers from our Premiership days. Yep, Luke um, Moore's another Luke one. Luke Moore. Um, I mean, I love Luke Moore purely for the song. Paloshi. What was the Luke Moore song? Luke Moore. Moore. Always believing you score. <laughs> <laughs> Along the lines. Um, anyway, up top we've gone David and Gog. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a sign. Was he on loan with us, or was he? I think he signed did, on a short term deal. did we give him a contract? Yeah, I think we, I think uh, we gave him a from contract Bolton. from both. And I, you know, yeah. Do you know what? I, I whether it was a, I'm sh- whether it was a free, whether it was a loan, I don't care. I remember, I remember it being announced and thinking, fucking hell, we are going downhill yeah. rapidly. <clears throat> yeah. Really rapidly, and we thought he was shit, and then you saw him play and realised he's, he's even worse. And so last but not least, have we gone two up top? We've gone two up top. Just just very there, was, there was too many strikers to drop. There was too many strikers. Alvaro Vasquez. However, <laughs> uh, do you know what? It's weird. I look back at the period of the time where Vasquez at the team, at, at the side, at the club, and it's almost as if um, him. 
Chanya, Spazuelo. Yep. I'm telling you now, I would bet my house on the fact that they've all got the same agent. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they, we had this sort of influx and the loud drip, I believe, yep. of, of Spanish players that Spanish hadn't, quite, hadn't quite made a name for themselves in Spain. Um, Alvaro Vasquez was shit for us. I mean, Borca could have gone in there. You've got Palacio could have gone in there. There's so many strikers we put in. You could have argued Wilfred Boney for his second cent. You could have put him in both lineups. Yeah, um, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? You could have genuinely one. put him in both teams. Um, but Alvaro Vasquez, I think you've seen his goal from last weekend. Is is back here? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not, not the same Vasquez we had, don't <laughs> No, um, I doubt very much he's producing anything like that weekend. No, no, far from. Uh, it was strange, strange to see. And the manager of the team could only be one. Worst. Yeah. Bob Brad uh, Brad Bobley. Brad Bobley. <laughs> Magnets. <laughs> do, do you know what though? Apparently, um, gave up PK and yeah, like only speaking to a, to a mate of mine who who trained with the first team but not played. Apparently he was a really good coach, really mm. good manager and, and, and well liked, but unfortunately for him he came into the English Premier League as an American and there was an ignorance towards him and he was made a figure, yes. figure of fun from the, day one. Yes, there's an ignorance. On top of that, the fact that we treated Guidlin the way we had and then didn't see a point to him that, just after the Americans had come in. Greed, greed, yeah, did, did you remember that shot from Bob, Bob Bradley's press <laughs> conference? Sorry. <laughs> Where Guidoline is at the back of the room yeah, where the press yeah. are exiting the, you know, yeah. leaving to the door. Yeah. It's, it's iconic. It's yeah. mental. On his birthday as well. If you, if you yeah, remember. remember. On his birthday. Yeah. That was just, wow. Most unswanted thing we've ever Yeah. I, I think it was the way we treated the American owners. Way, the way we treated Guidoline. The fact it was American owners which you weren't particularly fond of and they brought in an American manager. Yeah. And the fact it became he, a bigger fan. He, I think when we look back in we 20, as well. 20, 30 years or whatever, you know, when the, when the Yanks are long gone, he'll always be synonymous with their ownership. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you had a bit of a story for uh, Bob Bradley from your time of going on Soccer AM um, and their hopes for... Bob Bradley staying at the club. Yeah, well, we, we went. We've been in the soccer um, studio audience quite a few times now, and um, speaking to uh, to Fenners at the time, who, who does the Brad Bobley, and they were willing him to to be successful. Just, just basically because I, th I think it, that Bob Bradley feature is the most fun they have doing and mm. they have a laugh and everyone loves it. In fact, they still do it now. Yeah. And he's been he's sacked years uh, ago. And it says a lot about we say about the ignorance to American managers and the, the piss take we had out of him. Yeah. That, like you said, you've got someone who's leading a TV show, quite a popular TV show, who's saying, I hope you don't get sacked. Yeah. Not because he's a good manager, so we can but just because we can mock week. him yeah. every week. Yeah, yeah. So. so he was definitely on a hiding for nothing. Really. Yeah. listening to this sixth episode of the Gate 2 podcast and um, if you could like if you could share if you could tweet if you could comment if you could let us know anything you want us to bring up in future features we'd be most appreciative thank you for listening yeah thank you very much um, I don't get a lot of feedback like genuinely nobody could be listening to this yeah uh, could just be us just, just an hour out the house it literally could be me listening to, listening to it back to make sure I've edited it 
you know, correctly, and that literally could be it, or it could be our wives and girlfriends listening just to take a piss out of us. Yeah, it ain't my wife. <laughs> I'd, I'd, st- I'd, still, I'd still do it regardless. Yeah. Well, there we go.